everybody welcome this is all we are all about just positive vibes and love and light and unity consciousness and 5d and unicorns pooing rainbow glitter there will be no negative vibes or bad emotions in this space thank you that is a good example of what's known as spiritual bypassing. And it is one of the biggest problems in spirituality today, causing many people to feel stuck in their spiritual awakening and also to delay or avoid healing major wounds within themselves. In this video, you're going to learn exactly what spiritual bypassing is, why we bypass in the first place. Then I'm going to share some signs of spiritual bypassing so you can catch it in yourself. And then you're going to learn my top five tips to help you avoid spiritual bypassing once and for all. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also hit the bell. So you get notified as soon as I publish new content. And don't forget to follow me over on Instagram where I share weekly tips that you won't find here on YouTube. Okay. On to part one of the video. What is spiritual bypassing? So the term spiritual bypassing was first coined by the late Buddhist teacher and transpersonal psychotherapist, John Wellwood. And basically what he means by spiritual bypassing is when we use spiritual ideas or practices as a way to avoid facing or dealing with unresolved emotional content or pain. Okay. So that's how John Wellwood sees spiritual bypassing. And I love this term because it's very accurate. And this is something that I feel like is on the rise in spiritual communities. Okay. So, so spiritual bypassing, I'm using language, I'm using spiritual language and I'm using spiritual practices, but I'm using those spiritual that spiritual languages, spiritual practices as a way to avoid doing the healing work, <laughs> the healing work that sometimes is uncomfortable. Okay. So spiritual bypassing really at its core is a form of escapism. It's a form of rejection of not accepting and of not wanting to see the things that I need to heal and the things that I need to work on within me. Now, the reason that spiritual bypassing is so insidious and sometimes it can, you, you don't even notice you're doing this sometimes is precisely because I'm using spiritual practices and spiritual language in order to avoid certain things. So at first, when you're looking at someone and they seem to be very spiritual and they seem to be talking all these wonderful spiritual words, <laughs> you would never think that they were bypassing. You would never think that they were avoiding healing their own pain or their own issues because they're awakened. They're supposed to be spiritual, right? And so if we're awakened and we're spiritual, aren't we, aren't we supposed to be awakened to the pain and the trauma? that we have to heal. <laughs> and so it could be a little confusing. And that's why this spiritual bypassing, it could be such an, uh, such a tempting, <laughs> it's a very tempting path until you figure out that it doesn't work very well. Okay. So that's essentially what spiritual bypassing is. In the beginning of this video, I shared an example of how bypassing looks a very common way in which bypassing uh, comes through. And that's usually when, you know, you go to a yoga class or you go to, to some spiritual place and the person's like, you know, we just want positive vibes here. No bad moods, no negative vibes, just all positive and all unity and love and light. Oh, just so much love and light. <laughs> okay. You'll usually, when you get good at spot, 
embodying spiritual bypassing, you will notice that it is, it, 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 you can find it everywhere in spirituality. That's how rampant it is. Okay. And so this is essentially what's happening with spiritual bypassing. I'm escaping, I'm rejecting parts of myself that I don't want to face. I don't want to heal and I don't want to see. Okay. So from an energy perspective, uh, spiritual bypassing is really a form of fragmentation or dissociation because you have to remember that whenever I am unwilling to see a part of me, I fragment inside. I, there's this inner fragmentation that occurs and I basically become almost like two separate people. The, the part of me that I'm conscious of and the part of me that I'm not conscious of. Okay. And so spiritual bypassing can lead to severe, um, dissociation and inner fragmentation, and that could lead to so many problems in our lives. So here comes the million dollar question. And that is why is spiritual bypassing such a problem? <laughs> and the reason that it's a problem is because every time that I bypass, I feed what's known as my shadow, my inner shadow. And your inner shadow is basically every single part of you that you are not willing to see, acknowledge and accept in yourself. That's called the shadow. And when I spiritually bypass, I'm basically putting aside another piece of me and feeding it to the shadow. The shadow becomes bigger and the bigger the shadow becomes, the less I'm able to ascend energetically because the shadow becomes so heavy to the point that it doesn't let me ascend. And that's the great irony with, uh, with spiritual bypassing is that when people are doing it, they, they don't even know they're doing it. And they actually think that just by focusing on positive vibes and good emotions and all of that, they're actually ascending when that couldn't be further from the truth, because as they're bypassing, they're making their shadow bigger. And so it means that they're, that they're holding themselves down. There's, they're sort of setting up a, a tearing of themselves. Part of them wants to go up and part of them doesn't let them go because the shadow is big. And so the image that I like to give of this is, you know, if you've ever seen a boat, when they, when the, when the boat throws an anchor down and they anchor, the boat anchors itself down to the bottom of the, of the ocean that boat ain't going anywhere. <laughs> you can turn on the engines and you could hit that engine full swing, but the boat's not going anywhere. You're pro you're either going to break the engine or you're going to break the boat. If you try to pull against an anchor that's weighted down in the bottom of the ocean. And so the only way for that boat to move is for you to move the anchor, uh, unhook the anchor from the bottom. And so that's essentially what's happening with bypassing. It doesn't work. It creates enormous problems in your life because that shadow becomes bigger as the shadow or unconscious part of you becomes bigger. It acts out more in your life. And as it acts out more in your life, it only creates more pain and trauma. So when people bypass, they don't consciously know that in fact, what they're doing is they're holding themselves out themselves back vibrationally. They're not really ascending, but, but it's easy to kind of understand how it's, how it's tempting and how we can sometimes be totally unconscious of the fact that we're bypassing. And the reason is because spiritual bypassing is coded with a lot of spiritual jargon. And so, and so we, we don't sometimes know that we are bypassing because all of the words that we're saying and all of the things, the practices that we're doing, it, it, they seem spiritual, but yet we are still bypassing. We're still avoiding facing things that need to be faced within us. So that's the main reason why uh, spiritual bypassing is such a problem. It increases the size of your shadow. The bigger your shadow, the bigger the problems in your life.
Now to part two of the video, why we bypass. <laughs> so spiritual bypassing, everybody does it. Well, maybe a small percentage of people never bypass because they're really good at, at doing this type of inner work. But for the majority of us, when we're awakening, especially in the beginning of our spiritual awakening, when we're going headfirst into spirituality, and because bypassing is such a common thing in spirituality, sometimes when we wake up and we go headfirst into spirituality, we could just start bypassing because everybody else is doing it. <laughs> and so it can seem like it, we don't even know we're doing it. But essentially spiritual bypassing is, it's a defense mechanism. It's a faulty defense mechanism, as you've probably noticed by now. It's a faulty defense mechanism, but it's a it's a defense mechanism nonetheless. It's your brain's really bad attempt, <laughs> really bad attempt at protecting you from pain. Okay, so essentially that's that's why we bypass. We bypass as a form of defense. Okay, now there are two beliefs that are key in order for us to start bypassing. Okay, so we don't start spiritually bypassing unless we have these two key beliefs operating. And, and again, this is unconscious. All right. So the first key belief that's operating when we start to bypass is the belief that called, I can't face it. <laughs> okay. And this belief is when somewhere within me, I do not believe that I have the capacity or the tools to face or deal with the unresolved issues that are coming up for me, whether it's emotional content, pain, trauma, whatever it is. So there's this little bug inside my subconscious mind that makes me believe I don't have what it takes to be able to heal or to be able to go in to, to that healing. Okay. So that's the first key belief and it's essential. It's the belief that I don't, I, I can't face it. I just can't face it. I don't have the power to face it. Okay. So that one's operating. The second core belief that's operating for me to spiritually bypass is the belief that some emotions are bad. <laughs> okay. So the moment that I set up this internal judgment, this belief that there are some emotions that are good and some emotions that are bad, there are some emotions that are superior and some emotions that are inferior. Then I really set myself up for spiritual bypassing. And this is really common in spirituality circles. There's a term for it. Even it's called false positivity. And that's when I focus so heavily on the positive, just positive vibes, positive light and love and all of this. And I completely negate all the negative things going on. Okay. That's called false positivity. And that's essentially the reason that I'm doing this is because within my mind, I have set up this black and white scenario where certain emotions are bad and certain emotions are good. And you can see how this is going to lead to spiritual bypassing because what's going to happen is the inevitable is going to happen. And that is I I'm human and I'm going to start eventually feeling negative emotions. And I'm using air quotes because you know, it's a problem to call them negative emotions or bad emotions. So when I start to feel inevitably, I'm going to start to feel these bad emotions every once in a while because I'm human. And when those bad emotions come up, because I have that inner judgment, I'm immediately going to, I'm immediately going to start to bypass immediately. And so I can start saying things like they, they look really fancy and they look like very spiritual statements, but really they're used as a cover up to bypass. So I could say things like, let's say anger is coming up and I start to feel anger come up. And then suddenly I'm like, Oh no. Oh, oh no. Let's focus on the positive. Let's focus on peace and love and all of that. I start to pull up into these emotions that are supposedly superior. 
And what I'm doing is I'm cutting myself off from that emotion, anger. And when I'm cutting myself off from it, I am a right there bypassing. Okay. So these are the two core beliefs that are operating and the reasons why we bypass in the first place. And so I want to leave a side note, a ding, ding here, <laughs> a side note on this one before I move forward, because this is going to be crucial when I, when I talk later about, uh, healing and, and about avoiding spiritual bypassing, the side note that I wanted to leave here, and you've probably noticed it already is that there is no such thing as good or bad emotions. There is no such thing as good or bad emotions. There are no emotions that are superior and other emotions inferior. Okay. So that's a side note that I want to leave because it can already start helping you, uh, avoid bypassing even before we get to the tips later on. Okay. So there's no such thing as good or bad emotions. Good side note for you to remember On to part three of the video, the signs of bypassing. I'm going to share five quick signs with you. These are really simple so that you can start uh, spotting bypassing within you, whether you're about to do it or whether you've already been bypassing for a while, these are still great signs that you can, that you can use to check yourself. Okay. The first sign is polarizing into the light. <laughs> I've been talking about that a little bit. This is the reason that I put this first sign here is probably because it's the most common ding, ding. That's the one that I used the most when I first, um, awakened. I polarized into the light. This is really, really common, really common, beautiful soul. So don't feel bad if you're going through any of these signs. Again, I did the same thing. This was probably my go-to initially when I used to bypass. Okay. was this one and polarizing into the light really means it's another way of saying false positivity. So that's when I cling to the love. I'm just love and light and unicorns and fairy dust and that, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just love. I'm just positive vibes. No negative vibes here. <laughs> okay. So you polarize into the light and you completely ignore everything that is supposedly bad, dark, negative, all of that. You're ignoring it. You're pushing it away. Okay. Again, I've talked about this a little bit already. When I polarize into the light, I'm leaving a huge part of myself behind because I'm not just light. I am light and I'm also darkness. I'm yin and yang. I'm black and white. You see, I'm, I'm everything. Okay. I am everything. This is an important side note. This is a great mantra. Uh, for you to remember, especially, especially to help you avoid bypassing the mantra is I am everything. I'm not just light. I'm not just dark. I'm everything together, everything in, in unison. Okay. And so the moment that I polarize into that light, I'm leaving out a significant part of myself. And when I leave out a significant part of myself, again, I fragment and inner fragmentation means I'm anchoring my boat down in the bottom of the ocean and I'm not going to move anywhere unless I pull that anchor. Okay. So it's not going to work, but it's probably the most common sign of spiritual bypassing out there. Now, the reason that this is the first one too, is not just because it's the most common in spirituality circles, but also because I think this is one of the most insidious ones. And it's the one of the ones that caused the most damage because the reason that it's so insidious is because again, the language is dusted with spirituality. So it seems, it seems so loving. <laughs> That's why it's insidious is because it seems so loving. So if someone says, I'm just in love and light, 
that statement in itself doesn't seem to be anything wrong with it. There seems to be so ascended and so evolved. <laughs> so you see the language is a little bit deceiving. And that's why this can be a really insidious sign because sometimes we don't notice until we've been doing this for a while, sometimes months, sometimes years, we don't notice that in fact, this was, this language was a cover up for bypassing. The second sign is using sensitivities as an excuse. <laughs> now, the reason this one is number two is also because this is one of the top ones that I've encountered. This is really common. And what this means is that when we are sensitives or empaths, when we're highly sensitive souls, sometimes we could really fall into this one. This is a difficult one. Because what happens a lot of times is we start to use our sensitivities as an excuse to not face the things we need to face. And why? Because they're uncomfortable and sensitives, empaths and highly sensitive souls are really sensitive. So we sometimes until we get spiritually mature enough to avoid doing this initially, when we wake up a lot of sensitives and a lot of empaths will go right into spiritual bypassing because healing, facing and dealing with pain and trauma and unresolved things is particularly uncomfortable for a sensitive. And so this one is common and it's something that that, you know, I always, I always advise clients to, to really pay attention to how they're thinking about this because it's so common. And one of the ways people, I've heard people say this to me so many times, probably hundreds of times by now, people will say to me, Oh, I'm really sensitive. I just can't deal with harsh energies. Have you ever heard someone say that? Or have you said that before? I'm just really sensitive. I can't deal with harsh energies. Okay. Well, again, this statement on, on the surface doesn't seem like there's anything wrong with it, but it is immensely problematic because guess what? What's going to happen when unhealed pain comes up, when, when emotional content comes up, when trauma comes up to be healed, what's going to happen? Your ego is going to say, Oh, harsh energies. No, we don't want to deal with that because we're sensitive and you're going to start pushing away. You will start bypassing. Okay. So this is another key sign. If you are an empath or a sensitive soul, pay attention. If you've ever used this statement before, catch yourself, because if you let yourself go down that rabbit hole of believing that because you're sensitive, you can't deal with harsh energies, by the way, this is false. Ding, ding. Let me leave that right here. Cause it's one of the things that drives me most crazy about information out there about sensitives and empaths. There's so much information out there that's basically making us believe that because we're sensitive or because we're empaths, we are just, we're just too fragile for this harsh world. We weren't made for it. And I really strongly disagree with this. I am a physical empath. I'm what's known as one of the most extreme empaths on the sensitivity scale. It's called a physical empath. And I could tell you with 100% certainty that this belief is false, that it is not true that just because you're a sensitive, you can't deal with harsh energies. That is not true at all. So I want to cut this myth, like cut the roots right out from under this myth so that we really, really start to come into our power. Okay. So if you're a sensitive or an empath and you've ever found yourself saying these things, catch yourself. Okay. Because this is another sign that you may be bypassing. I want to leave a side note here on this just to reinforce this more. <laughs> so ding, ding side note here. And that is for you to remember that 
empaths or sensitives, that sensitivity is not the same thing as fragility. Okay. So sensitive and fragile are not synonyms. Okay. <laughs> so you got to remember this. All right. This is going to be key. If you're a sensitive soul, it's going to be key pretty much for everything in your life. Right. But it's key for this point that we're having right now. It's key that you really debunk this, this myth, because otherwise you're going to be, you're going to be bypassing eventually if you believe this. Okay. Now I'm not going to go too deep on sensitive souls and empaths. I have done videos on that before. Uh, I'm going to leave a link to a video on empaths and you can watch that go deeper into it and watch it after watching this video. Sign number three is when you diminish your humanness. <laughs> okay. And I've talked a little bit about this already, but essentially this sign is really when you start to believe that there are certain emotions or certain experiences that are acceptable. And then certain emotions and certain experiences that are not acceptable, that some are superior and others are inferior. And this is, this is problematic. This is especially problematic in the guru culture, right? So when gurus, a lot of, there are a lot of false gurus out there and they start to ascend suddenly it's like, oh my God, the guru is everything. And the guru, once you're a guru, you don't feel anything like anger or jealousy or rage. Those are such inferior emotions. Those are only for mortals, mere mortals. <laughs> okay. So I'm making fun of this. I'm playing with this. So you could really see, because this is so common. And so that you can see that the moment that you start to diminish humanness, how am I diminishing humanness? I'm diminishing humanness because the moment that I say jealousy or anger is inferior, then I'm basically saying that in feeling those emotions, I'm just not good. I'm not a good human. I'm not, I'm doing something wrong. Okay. So we're diminishing our humanness because anger, jealousy, rage, it belongs to the human emotional spectrum in the same way that love, compassion, gratitude, and all the other supposedly wonderful emotions do. Okay. All of these emotional states and emotions are part of what it is to be human. And the moment that I start to reject something about being human, I'm already on the road to bypassing. Okay. So this is a sign that's very common catch yourself. All right. Catch yourself. If you have any judgments within you about certain things that are good and certain things that are bad, if that happens, you're already diminishing your humanness. And what's going to happen is when you start to feel certain things that you deem are not good or are not evolved, you're going to start to bypass. Okay. So here's another sign. I want to leave a side note on this one too, before I move to the next sign also, because I want to, I want to leave you guys with statements and, and just words that we use sometimes so you could spot things better. Okay. So here, when it comes to diminishing humanness, there are a few things that usually people say. So I've heard all kinds of things and I've used some of them before too. So one of the statements that people will say is, you know, well, this reality, it's just all an illusion. Life is an illusion. So, so why would I even pay attention to anger or such things as anger or sadness? This is all an illusion anyways. Let's just all be happy. <laughs> okay. So, so this one's common, uh, all kinds of things. Sometimes people will say, oh, you know, uh, we live in a holographic, holographic universe. So this is all an illusion. So whatever, you know, let's just be in love and light. You see? these statements 
So what's happening when I say this is all an illusion? What am I saying? I'm diminishing humanness. Okay. I, I may not notice that I'm doing that, but I am, I'm diminishing humanness. Okay. So these statements are another great way for you to catch whether you're doing this or you can also catch it in others so you can avoid it too. Sign number four is you project your triggers. <laughs> this is really common too. So projecting your triggers is basically when something triggers you from the outside environment and you immediately point fingers over there <laughs> instead of working on the trigger within you. This is super common. And sometimes what spiritual people will do is they'll start pointing fingers at the other person. Oh, this person triggered me because they're just, you know, they're just not spiritual enough. They're just not woke enough. <laughs> and so that's, they're doing all these hard, they treated me so horribly because they're just not spiritual enough. They're just not, they're just not woke. They're totally unconscious. You see, you're pointing the finger at the other person, what the other person is doing, and you're not working with the trigger. Oh my God. And, and why is this such a problem? Because if I don't work with the trigger, the problem is in me, not in that person. If I'm triggered, it's not their business. It's mine. <laughs> And so when I start to, to avoid working with triggers, I'm already bypassing. Okay. So, so this is another key issue, avoidance of triggers or projecting them, projecting them, <laughs> projecting them onto others, focusing on the trigger, focusing on the source of the trigger, instead of focusing on the wound itself within me. All right. This is really common too. Sign number five is that you wear masks. And so this one's common too. This is especially common on social media with, uh, you know, spirituality influencers and wellness influencers, personal development influencers. You see this on social media all the time. And that's when a person wears masks. So that, that means that the image that they present of themselves to the outside world is totally different from what's going on within them. So they could be totally falling apart inside, but then they take a nice little selfie and look, they're smiling and everything's wonderful. And then they make a beautiful little spiritual post and they post that on their social media, giving the impression again, pulling into false, false positivity, pulling into love and light and completely ignoring what's going on. Masks are really common. We've all done this and it could be really problematic if we continue to wear masks after our spiritual awakenings, because the more masks that we wear again, we're delaying our own healing. We're delaying the integration of our shadow. We are delaying our own ascension process. Okay. So wearing masks, very common on social media, very, very common catch if you're doing that. Um, and, and just start observing it in general around the spirituality circles that you, that you're in onto part four of the video, how to avoid bypassing. <laughs> so I'm going to share five powerful tips to help you avoid bypassing the first one. And it's at the top of the list. And maybe you already know what I'm going to say, but it is do shadow work. <laughs> so I talked about this uh, earlier on in the video that when you bypass, you're feeding your shadow, it's becoming bigger because every time I spiritually bypass, I'm just pushing another part of me that I don't want to see into my shadow, into the unconscious. So I'm making the shadow bigger. The bigger I make the shadow, the more stuff I have to heal, the denser my energy, the more I'm just anchoring and holding myself down. Okay. So shadow work is absolutely crucial. You have to make friends with your shadow. You have to come close to it. 
it. You have to bring your light to the shadow or the shadow to the light. You have to integrate that shadow. You have to be willing to see everything that you need to see within you with courage, without any fear, just doing the work. <laughs> so shadow work is crucial. It's the crucial first step. I'm not going to go too deep on how to do shadow work in this video because I've done videos on shadow work before. So, uh, you can watch, you can go deep into how to do exactly how to do shadow work in the links that I leave at the end of this video. So you can watch that after this one. The second tip is to reset your beliefs. Okay. And specifically those two beliefs that we talked about earlier in the video, when we were saying that spiritual bypassing relies on these two beliefs, the first one is that I can't face it or whatever, whatever it is, I can't face it. And the second one is that it's some emotions are bad. Okay. So these two, these two key beliefs, you have to reset them. Otherwise you will not stop bypassing, right? Because if I have within me the idea or the belief that I can't face whatever it is that's coming up, or if I believe that certain emotions are bad and certain emotions are good, if I hold on to these beliefs in my subconscious mind, I'm just going to keep bypassing over and over and over again. So that's why, that's why I put this here as the second tip. This is super important. You've got to reset these beliefs. We've already did that work a little bit here. You have to understand that you within you, you can face anything. So that first belief that's easy to explode. You are an eternal soul. You've been going through this universe for eons of time. You've been on this planet conservatively, maybe dozens or hundreds of times. You are an eternal soul that is so powerful. There is nothing that you cannot face. Okay. So let's bust that right away. That is not true. That part of you that says, Oh, I can't face it. I'm not strong enough. That's probably the inner child. It's probably just the emotionally immature part of you, the part of you that never really grew up. And that's okay. You just, you just listen to that part. You look at it, you love it, but then you got to shift this. You got to shift yourself into this expanded consciousness of knowing your power and knowing that you are capable of facing and healing whatever it is that needs to come up to be faced and healed. Okay. So that's one way of resetting that first one coming into your power. The second belief that emotions are bad and emotions are good. We already went through that. That's not true at all. All emotions are honorable. They are all acceptable and they are all a part of being human. There is no such thing as good or bad emotions, superior or inferior emotions. None of that is true. Reset that in your subconscious mind. If you reset these two beliefs, you'll be on your way to avoid spiritual bypassing at all costs. Tip number three is to come into your power, a continuation of what we were just talking about. This is extremely important for empaths and sensitives because if sensitives do not come into their power, they're just going to constantly be feeling like victims of a harsh world. They're going to be cowering. They're going to be isolating themselves in their house, their whole lives. And so coming into your power is absolutely crucial, especially if you're a sensitive soul. Okay. Come into your power, beautiful soul. Again, you are an eternal soul that's been around the block so many times. You can face anything that life throws at you. All right. I'm going to say that again because it's just so necessary right now. You can face anything that life throws at you. You have that resilience and that capacity. Okay. So come into your power. Come into your power. <laughs> know your power. And, and really this isn't, this isn't, this isn't actually a belief. This is more than a belief. This is a knowing, this is an inner knowing. When I step in my power, 
I know who I am. It's an inner knowing. I know I am an eternal soul. I know that I've been here so many times before. I know that I can face and heal anything within me. I just know it. It's an inner knowing. Okay. Coming into your power is absolutely crucial. It's time to start today. Tip number four is to embrace your humanity. <laughs> so embracing your humanity is absolutely crucial. Again, there's no such thing as bad emotions. There are no such thing as good emotions. This is all a human soup and I'm just probably going to experience all of it. And it's all acceptable. Accepting your humanity is so crucial because it doesn't just affect you, but it may affect people around you. So, so here's, here's a little bit of an idea of how this, the, how this can be so damaging within spirituality circles, but even outside of spirituality circles. So imagine that, imagine that I go to a yoga class. Okay. And I'm grieving because I had lost someone. Imagine that I lost someone I loved and I went to my yoga class and I was super sad and super grieving and I cried the whole time, the whole way through the yoga class. Okay. And then after yoga class, I went to coffee with, with my yoga friend and she started to say to me, Oh, you know, like, gosh, but you know, your loved one died quite a while ago. You know, maybe it's time to like brighten it up, you know, like come into a little bit of more lightness and, and just, just have more fun. And <laughs> you see, can you imagine how this would feel to someone who had lost and was grieving and was in this supposed negative mindset? That person would feel judged. They would feel judged and they would also start to judge themselves. They would start to judge themselves as, oh my God, well, maybe I should be, be over grieving by now. Maybe, oh my God, I'm doing something wrong. I'm such a failure. You see? So this idea of not accepting our humanness, it has a lot of repercussions, a lot of repercussions, because sometimes my little yoga friend, she could be saying these things to me, thinking that she's being loving when in fact she's not, she's only creating more problems with me for me because she's judging me. And then I internalize that judgment. Okay. So accepting being human means that if I lose a loved one and I'm grieving and I go to my yoga class and I'm crying the whole time, that is acceptable and honorable too. That if I'm happy, that's wonderful. That if I'm sad, that's wonderful too. If I'm in love or if I'm in anger, it's all the same. You see, so you've got to accept your humanity. You have to accept everything that comes with being human, accept it wholeheartedly with no rejection at all within you. Tip number five is to work with triggers. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you've been watching my videos, you've probably heard me say this before. And I say this to all my clients. It's one of my favorite mantras. And it is that triggers are my best friends. <laughs> I love this mantra so much because really when you get good at working with triggers, you're not going to bypass anymore. And, and I can tell you that, that, triggers. We have been so conditioned to be trigger sensitive. I mean, have you, it's gotten so ridiculous to the point that I'm on social media. Sometimes I watch, see a video or an article or something. I pull the video up or the article up and it says viewer discretion advised. This may be disturbing for some viewers <laughs> trigger warning. There are actual trigger warnings on news pieces on, on blog posts. I mean, that's how ridiculous this has gotten. We have become so averse to triggers that, that we're just, we're just setting ourselves up for so many problems because guess what? If I force the outside world to change in order to not trigger a, a, a wound in me, to not trigger me, guess what? I'm missing an opportunity for evolution because I cannot accept, expect 
the outside world to just behave in a certain way so that I'm never triggered. That's never going to happen. That is such a precarious way to live. The other way around is best for you. And that is I'm going to not care what happens in my external environment that triggers me. And when I'm triggered, I'm actually going to say, this is a blessing. Triggers are my best friends. I'm being triggered. That means that I have wounds within me that I haven't healed. That's why I was triggered. Otherwise I wouldn't be triggered. You're not triggered unless there's something within you that needs to be healed. Okay. needs to be seen and healed. So from here on in, don't be shy in working with triggers. Don't try and remove yourself from the possible triggers of the world. Just live your life in a normal way. And if you are triggered, don't point out there. We talked about this earlier in the video. Don't point out there. If you are triggered, it's your problem. Okay. If you are triggered, it's pointing you to your wounds and what needs to be seen and healed. Okay. So working with triggers is one of my favorite ways of doing any kind of healing work. And when you begin to work with triggers, you won't spiritually bypass again. Okay. Beautiful soul. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments below. Have you ever spiritually bypassed? Did any of this resonate with you? <laughs> Let me know in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my channel or head over to my website where you can download my powerful free guided meditations. And don't forget these two videos that I curated for you. One on shadow and one on how to be an empath. Check these videos out right after this one. All right, beautiful soul. I love you. I'm out. <laughs>